Welcome to the Church Today podcast. The message you are about to hear was previously recorded and placed here just for you. Now let's listen in as service is already underway. Anybody remember last week what we talked about? Talked about, um, what was it? The spring switch, that's right. And we talked a little bit about um, the choice to choose. And um, we're going to uh, go back into that. I didn't expect anybody to remember their papers tonight. I barely remembered mine. If you rem- you remembered yours? Oh. Sister Michelle's got hers, she said. That's why she's over the jail ministry. Amen. So, I'd like to bring your attention, if you have a Bible, which... I realize some of these things are of the past, and I'm not here to try to, you know, persuade you to do anything, um, whatever. But uh, there's something about having, especially on a on a Wednesday, that you can just tear into that word. And I know I, I write notes on my phone, and I have an Apple pen, and I use that too. So I'm as guilty as the next guy. But <clears throat> something about it. Um, but if you have your Bibles. Would you turn to 2 Timothy 1.7, and um, we're going to go into the word of the Lord here. Paul's words to Timothy. We talked a little bit about this for the sake of review and perhaps those that were not able to be here last Wednesday night. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear. Okay, anybody remember what fear represents? Being, starts with a T, timid, that's right. He has not given us a spirit of, of being timid, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And we talked about that power represents ability. That's what it means. Love is that agape love, that unconditional love. The ability to love past a, uh, personal feelings. Does that make sense? And uh, oftentimes I have a missed a misrepresentation uh, or a misunderstanding of what love is. and um, But this is talking about the ability to have a God-type love and then of a sound mind. And that's, in essence, what we've been trying to attack is a sound mind. Power, love, sound mind. And that term for sound mind is safe mind. Being safe-minded. In any environment, God has given us the ability to have a safe mindset. I can reason, I can walk by faith, I don't have to be, uh, you know, we, we attack Peter, it's easy to attack him, to say, my God, you're walking on water and you, you know, you, <clears throat> you, you're looking in the face of Jesus Christ and you still fail. You know, I can't understand it, but, uh, you know, greater is he that is within me. And I have the power of God within me and I still fail. Uh, in essence, I'm looking at him and I still fail. I have that power, God. Peter had to have faith. Yes, he was looking at him, but we have the power of God inside of us. And, um, uh, you know, sometimes I figure out that I'm not as safe-minded as I thought. Amen. Um, Proverbs 23, verse 7, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Um, James 4, 7, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. This is a very important scripture. Somebody say amen. I don't know if you are like me. I'm the type of person that I can't help myself. 
<clears throat> I'm not judgmental um, in, in essence, and I just judge. But, but I can't help but think, wow, that, that was a really good message. Or, um, you know, that was, that was good. I don't know if it was necessary for me. I don't know if you guys do that, filter that through your, your mind. You might think that, oh, my God, you know, they're all the same to me. Um, when you're a tough crowd, I just stop and take a drink. It's all right. Um, sometimes it's um, it's difficult because we bring, and we should. I mean, it's hard to uh, disconnect, but we bring our work work day into work weekend to a Wednesday night, and and, um, and I appreciate you even being here. I know it's a, a challenge to work through it, but some of the stuff that we say on Wednesday night will never be dictated on a Sunday morning. It will just never, we don't have time to go through it. Jesus told his disciples things that he would not tell the crowd. He explained things to his disciples that he did not have the time to explain to the crowd. And so oftentimes on Sunday morning, it's just, boom, we're just firing and going and seeking for the, but on Wednesday night, we're slowing it down. And I realize the challenge, and I try to, that's why I'm, I'm spitfire, you know, try to bring in a good, good sense of sarcasm for you. Um, not going to dance around like my wife. It's not going to happen. I don't have that personality. Uh, at the jail, I was standing there explaining. I mean, I was into it, but, uh, you know, if anybody made a lasting impression, it was probably my wife because she just knows how to get right down there on that level. But, but when we talk about matters of the mind, and I know this is, there's going to be parts of this where my voice is a little monotone. But when we talk about the matters of the mind, we have to realize that there is something important in regards to how we think and what we think about and how we choose to think and what we allow ourselves to think on. That creates who we are. I cannot put it any more plain than that. Thinking creates who we are. And if you're worried all the time, if you're anxious all the time, if that's the way your thought process is, if you're always conjuring up plans of action for the future, or God forbid you're conjuring up things that don't even, hypothetical situations that, that never pan out like that, you know, that's the majority of our, our thought process about the future. And the, the issue with that is that God only gives enough grace for that day. You are never going to get grace enough for tomorrow. It never happens. It never, ever happens. His mercy is great enough. His grace is great enough. But it is for that solitary day. And we think in terms of future, we, and we should plan. But the Bible says many are the plans of men, but the counsel or the purpose of God is what ultimately prevails. And so uh, you, you can have a plan of action all you want. That's fantastic. You can, you can think about the future. And, and, but when you begin to become anxious and you know that your mind is no longer safe. Well, what are you talking about? I'm talking about a place where, where, where that which is good is there, that which is pleasant is there, that which is right, perfect, virtuous, holy, those things that we need to have in our minds. If they're not there, you do not have a safe mind. And how do you feel like you are able to filter through God things through an unsafe mind? It's not safe. It's not safe. There's no safety in that. It's, it's not a sound. I mean, 
however you like to look at it. You want to KJV, it's not sound. You want to Greek, it's not safe. It's not, it's not a place where things are going to grow and flourish in. You cannot just be careful of what you say. You cannot just be careful what you, what you do. Because ultimately, the type of person that you will become is what passes through your mind and imprints itself there. And scientifically, scripturally, both are the same. It is one and the same. God created us with the power. I read a quote that said, God leads, but we choose. My God, that'll wreck you. I just need God to lead me in my life. And I, I, I say it all the time. I'm the one saying it. I'm mocking myself. I just need, he is leading. The problem is, is I'm making choices along the way that, that cause me to, to, to get off the road of his leadership. And I start seeing him from a distance. And that new distance or that new place I'm seeing him from is a place I begin to judge. And I'm not safe-minded at that point in time. God is so far from me. Well, that's not the intention of God. It's not. It is not the intention of God. I was complaining to the Lord this week. I was pouring it on. Being very transparent. I don't understand. You know, I can't see into the future. You've got to let me in. You've got to give me understanding. You've got to uh, illuminate my mindset. I don't know. What am I doing wrong? How am I not praying right? What am I, how, what am I judging? I, I'm, I'm just basically complaining to the Lord about things and and. My perspective and my point of view of who he is and where I am in, in, in relation to that is all wrong. It's all, it's all skewed. There's nothing, it's not right. And the problem is not him. He's, he's not going to lead me into an area of confusion. I just read it today that, that, uh, that he will not tempt us with more than we can bear. I love the fact that we translate that as put on us. That's not, the, that's not the translation. He won't tempt us with more than we can bear. He is not going to lead us into an area that is going to, man, I'm just, you know, God's got me in an area. That's not the truth. That's not biblically the truth, at least. So, so our thinking is vitally important. It really is. Has anybody ever taken the color test? You taken that? We we did it at our church several years back. I don't know. Maybe seven years ago with all of our leaders, and uh, we need to do it again. It's the four colors. You can be orange. You can be green. You can be blue. You can be gold. And those four colors, um, huh? You, we did it here. Oh, we did. Yeah, but it was like a. That was like a. Yeah, we did the actual full deal. I, I gave you guys like a pop-up quiz. Um, I don't know how most of you failed on a color personality test. That was, a, that was weird. Um, but, uh, no, we actually, like, we went through a whole weekend of it, and it was, uh, it was fantastic. Um, but, all, you know, all those colors show a different type and personality and, and direction and you know, shows who you are in relation to this and that and, and how things work out and why people gravitate towards this and that. And, and it, it, it all comes down to whether you want to do a Myers-Briggs or whatever, you know, whatever pattern is out there that you take. It all comes down to the fact that a person is biologically, they are 
what they choose to be. That's true. Somebody said amen. That is absolutely true. You are what you choose to be. God will lead us. No matter what your personality type is, God will lead us. But we are ultimately who we choose to be. We are. Our body responds to our thought process. In fact, it's even more than a response to the thought process. It, it creates DNA and patterns in our body. And that's the danger of it, is that what I think literally creates a mental real estate. This is review from last week. And this mental real estate that I create in my mind, your mind has real estate that is for sale. And you purchase that real estate, okay, with your thought process. And so, yes, we, 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 weren't, we weren't born, but now we choose to be. And that's the danger of it. And, and I'm telling you, I've, I've seen it in my short time on life, on earth, and in my short life, I've seen it. I've seen bitterness and unforgiveness, and I've seen poor decisions and, and, and you know, all that ball of wax. And, and you pour all that into it, and people become disenchanted with religion and, and God and, and truth and, and, and because of choices that were made along the way. I, I, I can tell you as sure as the day is long, every choice that I've made has not been right. A life cho- I'm talking life choices. I'm talking about big, expensive choices has not been all right. And I have to pay the price of walking through the elements of my choices. I have to do that. I said it here just a few uh, a few months back, but the enemy really is not interested with your life. He's interested in your moments. And if the enemy can get your moments, grab a moment, he knows if you give him a moment, then you give him a year or years of life. So it's not him trying to capture the sum total of your life. I need every decision. No, he doesn't need to do that. What he needs to do, rather, is imprint a moment or capture a moment. And if you give him a moment, then, my God, sometimes it takes years to get around one decision. Genetically, as you think, you begin to choose. As you choose, you cause these expressions to happen within your brain. And the brain begins to obviously control the body. So really the body is not controlled by the brain. The body is controlled by the thought process. And that's that's so dangerous. That's so dangerous. I'm in this resisting mode, right? I'm just going to resist the devil and he's going to flee from me. But you've got to make a conscious decision to submit. We look at these scriptures and we think that these things are just subconscious. They just come. They're just natural. I wake up in the morning. They're involuntary. I just wake up and as I breathe, I submit to God. But you have to make a decision to submit to God. You have to make a decision to resist the devil. You have to make a decision, a choice whether or not I am going to accept, whether or not I'm going to live, you can talk yourself in, you can talk yourself out. Boring stuff, but I'm enjoying it. 
I like it. I like it. Now unto him who is able to do far more abundantly. Exceeding abundantly above all that we can. Or what? Man, I'm telling you, when you start filtering the scriptures through the process that I, I, I've got to have the right mindset here. I look at him and I say, he can do anything. Come on, it just takes faith. And it does take faith. I'm not, don't get me wrong. But, but, but there's an element of thinking. There's an element of, of, of conscious decision making up there that I'm going to receive, that I'm going to submit, that I'm going, these things are thought processes. I'm creating, now listen, I'm creating, I, 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 I'm creating thought processes, which is literally becoming, by genetic code, re, uh, I don't have time to explain it, but proteins are released into the mind, and as these proteins are released into the mind, therefore it becomes and starts creating these, uh, this amount of real, mental real estate, if you would. And that, in respect, goes into the form of, of genes which go into DNA. Which is the reason why, scientifically, it is proven that if my father did it, I can have that same genetic code. I said it last week. It's very simple. He suffers from it, so I suffer from it. It's in the bloodline, right? In, in a spiritual sense, we call it a generational curse. It's a generational curse. But scientifically, it is passed down in a, in a DNA form, in a genetic form. Here's the kicker, right? Mama, daddy, I don't I, I came from, from this type of situation, so I'm, 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 I'm familiar with it. it. It would be easy for me to say, but, but I'm a product. But the problem is, is that although all of those uh, factors of, of genetic uh, and, and DNA that is passed down, and you have these, D, uh, these genes that your parents or grandparents or great-grandparents, that's scary, Science, science has figured out that it's four generations. My goodness. You understand what I'm talking about? What I create may, may not be unlocked in my kids. It may not be unlocked in their kids. There's a possibility four generations. That DNA filters down four generations, and now they choose to unlock that. But the problem is, is that it doesn't just form. It is, it, it's... It's in a state of being inactive, and I have to make a decision to turn that on or, 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 or I can keep that thing turned off. I succumb to things by my own choices. And do you know what I like about this? Here's what I like about this, that I am in control of this. I, I am not a, a, a big believer in self-help, and, and you know I'm not going to spend tons of money and whatever. But there is a God-enabled ability that science proves to us and Scripture backs it up or Scripture proves to us and science backs it up. And that is, is that my decisions that I make will be genetically passed down to my children's 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 children. I'm not going to be here long enough. Pray that we're, none of us are here long enough. Pray that this thing just comes to a, com, a completion. But the, the fact is, is that power of choice 
that God said, I'm enabling. I'm giving you the opportunity. I'm going to lead you. I'm going to guide you. My truth is going to be there. My spirit is going to be prompting you. I'm going to keep I'm going to keep knocking as the book of Revelation says. But listen, Amnon made a decision and that decision made Absalom respond. Absalom made a decision to rise up against dad. Listen, these things are genetic. David. The throne will never pass from you, buddy. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you know something. That you will always have problems through your children. My decisions. I don't, I don't get to just be okay with that. Now, I, 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 I'm above the, uh, you, you know, I'm, I'm not, not passing anything else down. I'm not doing it now. I mean, I'm gone i mean old judo is the last little nugget that's running through the long shred house so i i understand some of you are like well you know what i don't know how you know but i want you to understand the impact not just passing it down but that has on your own safe minded i i'm not afraid in fact i feel empowered Because I feel like now that I have a sense of being able to, by the leading of God, of course, but I can control. I don't have to be a victim. Somebody, come on now. I don't have to be a victim. Here's me just being me. I don't know how else to be but me. Sometimes me is not very fun. I don't even like me sometimes. But I've got I've to make a decision whether or not I'm going to be the person that I was intended to be at creation or the person that I am now at choice. You were intended to be something. God said, I, I, before you were ever, I, I knew you. And then I'll take it a step further. I formed you. I gave you your parents. Whether you like it or not, I gave you your lineage. I gave you your heritage. It is not without a surprise that your great-granddaddy was an alcoholic. Your granddaddy was an alcoholic. Your daddy was an alcoholic. But I will never tempt you with something that you are not able to bear and be an overcomer. Do you understand? I have that ability to be able to turn that on or off. It is the truth of the matter. They have proven in a scientific factor that that the more that we speak negatively, or as the author Caroline Leaf says, toxically, the more I think toxically, the more my body begins to respond to that. And that response is in the form of expectation. And I begin to expect that which I'm thinking. That's a scary thing. I expect it to happen now. It's no longer a hypothetical. It is real to me. And I am no longer a safe haven. You understand? There's no sound mind here. How many times do I enter and exit the church? My mind is in a different direction. I do it more than you. I guarantee it. But how many times that nothing's coming in? Nothing's nothing's taken form, and I, I'm I, I'm 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 a I'm a little I'm a little spiritually dry, and I'm a little aggravated about it, and I'm not feeling God. I'm getting no answers, and does that make sense? 
But I'm, I'm, I'm the byproduct of a choice, not the byproduct of a God that created me, created me to be. I'm, I'm a byproduct of my choice. What is my architecture of my brain? What is that going to look like? The way that God designed it as the author and the finisher or the way that I have designed it? And if I'm not careful, this negative thinking will not only hinder my natural body's healing capabilities, as we talked about last week, but it'll spin me in the direction of these diseases. And if you don't think your mind is a byproduct, it absolutely is. The health of not only our minds, but our bodies, it's not just genetic. It is a unzipping of those potentials there, and they are released into my body. And I become, man, that's a scary, scary thing. It's no wonder why that Paul told the church in Rome that you need to not be conformed to the pattern, to the habit, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And if you think, and I think that I'm all right, and everything that I'm... Listen, there is a renewing concept that God is saying, I have it. I have, I want your mind. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't believe that it, it's, it's renewable. It absolutely is renewable. Your mind is renewable. Scientifically, it is called neuroplasticity. And that means that the brain is malleable and adaptable and it changes moment by moment every day. Every single day, your, it, it, the author describes the brain as being plastic it is moldable it is the patterns of our thinking that create a hardening substance that makes me not be able to change i don't know why i think this way i've asked god i've prayed i've done this and we have but the issue is is that i'm not catching the thought processes as they come in i don't rebuke them i don't submit to god i don't resist the enemy you have to consciously say no to these thought processes. I, I rebuke that. Uh, this is not going to be the way it is. And, and, and I know some of us have lived in the past, and I, I congratulate you for, for having some kind of a great experience of the past. Uh, but we've got to move forward now. Today is a new day. Today is a new day. And your brain is, is trying to form itself in 2018, and I'm still reacting to the way I did in 2012. And that's not going to work. The thinking of, of that day is not the same as today. I'm going to have to let some things go. This is the truth. This is the word of the Lord. I want to I I be transformed. Today, I want to be transformed. Tomorrow, I want to... If His mercy is new tomorrow, I want everything that His mercy has to offer. Why do I feel like that I can, I can come into tomorrow exactly the way I am today and I can leave that day and God is satisfied? I just don't believe it. I do not believe it. I believe God says, I've got growth for you today. And I've got growth for you today. Oh, and I've got growth for you today. In fact, uh, I, I can tell you I've got growth for you today because I've made your brain uh, malleable. And, and that it's, it's, it's able to receive and able to conform and able to, to, to transform into what I want it to be. And we have got to get into a place where we allow our minds to be a safe haven.
Don't be conformed. He tells the church of, of, in Colossians chapter 3, he says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. He said, let it rule in your hearts. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Travis, would you give everybody, this is not um, very lengthy today, but some of the things that we talked about last week, you don't have to go home and look at it. You can. I just want to I want to give you an opportunity to have some of this at your disposal. How many have picked up the book in one form or another and just began reading it? Has it affected you in any way? Anybody? One, two, awesome. Three, four, cool. Um, switch on your brain. That's what it's called. Dr. Caroline Leaf, I know they have it on Amazon. You can get it in audio form or Kindle form or paperback form or whatever. 2 Corinthians 10.5, you'll see it on your first page of your new paper that Travis is handing out. It says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. I, I, I need you to hear something. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. That means that which is already predetermined. The knowledge of God is unchangeable. It will not be changed. It cannot be changed. My word is forever settled in heaven. And, and the difficulty, not on your notes, but the difficulty is, is that I've got to distinguish and I've got to fight what I, between what I feel and what I know. I got to fight, and that fight is between what I feel and what I know. And we know things, and we're losing battles at what we feel. It's not a fact of not knowing. It's a fact of, of not being able to work ourselves through our feelings. I know God is a healer, and yet I know God is able, and yet... I know that he has given me the power and the authority, and yet. And it's because we are majority ruled by feeling and not by knowing. And the constant, I praise God for the feeling, my Lord. Thank you, God, for that feeling. Thank you for the ability to touch and the ability to, I'm talking emotionally and spiritually and uh, psychologically uh, to, uh, you know, to be able to, uh, to, to, to connect with somebody. But, but, <clears throat> but, but there are things that I have to default to and those things are what I know. And the, and the difficulty to stay on course and make the right decision is, is that I fail at, 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 at you know, not lining up with that which I know. I know truth. I, I know which way to go. I know. I, I, I facilitate phone calls. And, and majority of the time, it's, it's not a fact of not knowing what to do. We, we, majority of the time, we know what to do. You know what? I know if I just pray and, and, and you know, God will reach in. But, man, here's where I'm struggling right now. I, I do the same. I get it. 
But I'm probably going to tell you the same thing I told you yesterday. That the answer is in your first statement. And the issue is that we're just not, we're just not connecting with what we know. And we know what to do. Casting down imaginations in every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. We have to bring these thoughts. And I love the way that the author describes this verse. She says, you have to catch every thought. That's, you have to be on guard. How many times do I just allow myself unknowingly and I'm all of a sudden five minutes deep in this thought process? It's already there. It's already working. I, I, I'm not, I'm not, and, and, and the, the issue is not, you know, I, I don't want to think that. No, no. The issue is, is I just get caught up with that. And before I realize it, the enemy knows how to prey on my mind. He's so good at what he does, by the way. Well, you, know, I don't, you better believe it. He's been researching you. He's been checking you out. He's been figuring out what succeeds and what fails. I'm not going to waste my time on that. There, I mean, you know, Longstreet's not going to fail on alcohol. He's not going to fail on cigarettes. He can't even stand the smell of it. And, and he, these are not areas in which he's going to struggle in. And, you know, <clears throat> what about pride? Let's, let's try it. Let's stick him in a storefront for 10 years and see how that does him. Oh, it is. <laughs> it absolutely is. I wake up every morning banging my head against the wall. I know it's right. But it's very difficult. So the, the enemy knows. And he's going to spend time in the areas that's going to bring success. He's not going to waste his time. There's no reason wasting time. Let's not waste time here. Let's, let's go exactly where we need to go. Here's what Regina struggles with. Here's what Donna struggles with. Here's what Josh struggles with. Here's what Baron struggles with. This is what we struggle with. And, and the enemy, and we have to be on guard. We have to be on guard and catch every thought or bring them into captivity. We literally, as we think, we change the physical nature of our brain. Think on these things. Why would he tell us to think on these things? Because if we don't, the Lord knew through his incredible uh, omniscient nature, he knew who he knows rather who we are. And he knew that if if I don't get them to think on these things, then they're now listen, this is not a defensive mechanism. Don't think on these things when you're having a bad day. That's the issue. I want to create you to be a person of offense. I want to create you to be a person that is a sharpened tool in my kingdom. And, and I play defense all the time. We play defense all the time. It, listen, we're not growing if we're not moving forward in the kingdom of God. We're not growing. And we, we, we can't just, we can't just sit around and expect this stuff to just develop. It's not going to develop. I've got to think right. I've got to think on things that are true. I've got to think on things that are honest, just, pure, lovely, good report, 
virtuous, things that bring praise. Those are things I'm supposed to think on because when I think on these things, it begins to develop my mind, which is always trying to be formed. And if I think on those things that are right and good, then I'm not giving space to the enemy. If I'm not giving space to the enemy, then I'm not going to have to worry about being deformed. My God, if our minds were displayed on our foreheads. What you thinking? Oh. Whoa. Thank God. We're not walking around with something on our chest, a billboard on our chest. I didn't know you didn't like me. Why did I come tonight? You know, he's going to talk about the same stuff. What? It'd be terrible if it was displayed on the outside. And we don't, do we not realize, Baron, do you not realize that that thought process is creating the person that you are? That's just a thought. It is absolutely not just a thought. You have to understand that there is only so much land for sale in your mind. And you are purchasing that land by that. How do you conjure up things in your brain that aren't true? How do you, how do you, I'm creating a, I'm building a home. It's different if it passes through. But if I give it an opportunity and I make that thought process and you know what, I'm going I'm to go ahead and make a welcome sign. And you can have this land. I'll pull it up, man, baby, you come on in. And, and I don't understand how, how we can become so, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm addicted to porn and I don't understand how I am. And, and I, I, don't, I don't get it. And I, I don't understand why I, I, I lust and, and why I'm drawn to that all the time. And why, I, what do you think about all day? I can't keep watching it. What do you think about all day? Things that are true? Well, that ain't true. That's a movie. And you would never get that to begin with. See, it's written on my forehead. It ain't going to happen. That, that's not true. Is it honest? No. Is it just? Absolutely not. Is it pure? Lovely? Is it of a good report? No. Is it virtuous? Absolutely not. Does it bring him praise? That you ain't thinking on the right things. You are a byproduct. We do what we think. We are what we think. Choices become signals that change our brain and our body. Our thinking and our choices become the signal switches for our genes. That switch, this spring switch, is your mind. And it goes on or off in your ability to say yes or no. I create the switch. And I'm sitting around blaming God. That's harsh. But you're blaming God for something that it's your responsibility. I'll lead you, Longstreth, but I can't choose for you. You read down through there yourself, but, but, but following Corinthians 10, 5 is verse 3 and 4. For we walk in the flesh. We do not war after the flesh. Here's where we walk, but we don't war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. 
we do not walk in the flesh. I had a revelation of this verse today, and it was a personal revelation because obviously I don't think about it enough, but here was my personal revelation. I have always looked at this verse as, hey, bro, listen, I know you guys are having issues, but you've got to realize you're not dealing with flesh here. You're dealing with the spirit. And I've counseled people, listen, when you talk to people or, you know, your husband or your wife or your friend or, you know, and I'm, I'm consistently saying things like this. Oh, bro, you got to remember, don't take it to a flesh level there. This is a spiritual fight. So I'm all you know what I'm doing? I'm aiming that at somebody else. And it was like God was saying, but I didn't necessarily write that for somebody else. I wrote it for you, Longstreth. I wrote it for you. That you, buddy, you are not supposed to war after the flesh. Don't lose yourself trying to create different habits. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll just I'll, I'll do this differently. And I've got to start to where I got to start at the point where I'm having the issue, and the issue is in my mind. It's in my mind. in the mind David you it wasn't what you did man is that you lost out because in your mind you said you lost man in your mind it's not because it's in his mind look Jesus brought it home, and we're not even at this point yet, but he brought it home. You're thinking about you, you uh, committing adultery. I'm saying if you're looking at somebody and, and, and you're thinking it in your mind, you have already done committed that sin. I'm going to take it to where it is. It's in your brain. I'm not here casting stones. I'm... This is a this is a lesson of hope. You have a choice. You can wake up tomorrow and say, I'm not going to be the same person. I, I am not going to be depressed. I feel the spirit of depression in this house tonight. It's here. I can feel it. And as I talk about anxiety and fear and depression, that thing rears up and I can feel it in my spirit. And it wants to war and I'm not going to get lost in it. I'm just going to keep claiming this and let you realize something. You don't have to be fearful. You don't have to say, I need pastor to pray for me, and, and I need... No, God's power and his authority is with you, and you've got to make... Now, listen, you've got to make a decision to say, I'm not going to be this way. I'm not going to react this way. I'm not going to give the enemy a playground. Demolish those arguments. That's what that, that's what that verse means, 2 Corinthians 10, 5. I think it's NIV. This says, casting down imagination. I'm finished. Casting down imagination. This says, you have to demolish the arguments. That's that term. Imaginations is the term arguments. Come on, somebody. No, it's not right. Nah, man, I can't help but the way I feel about it. It can't be right. Ah. Those arguments. Every, every argument that comes in your mind that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, that means what is right. And we have to take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. That term argument there means reasoning. It means thinking. It means a device. It means the bottom line. That's the truth to me. That's what it means. I, it means to reckon. This is what I've come up with. It's a calculated thought process. You know what it emphasizes? Reaching a personal opinion. 
That's what it is. Imagination is I've reached a conclusion. You got to cast that down. You got to take that into captivity. I'll never forget Brother Walker was he become I hardly ever seen that man upset. But you know when he get upset is when I said the words I can't. Oh, Principal Walker. <laughs> He'd be upset. And he said, Baron, can't never did nothing. He was an English teacher. Can't never did nothing. Sit down. Never did nothing. You're not going to do nothing with an attitude. What I didn't realize at the time as a 15-year-old is that he was absolutely right. And when I said, I can't do this, what he, what he knew and I didn't know is that my body was saying, no, you can't. And because you can't, I'm going to start adjusting for that. Oh, it does. Read it. Study it out. When you start saying things like this, I'll never make it to the finish line. You will not. Your body says, okay, I understand. And you know what happens? You ready? Your thoughts create enough, I just felt the Holy Ghost so strong, but your thoughts create enough real estate that boom, all of a sudden your brain says, no, you can't. And you know what your brain does? Sends signals throughout your muscles. You know what your muscles do? They immediately start responding and they start shutting down immediately. I will never make the rest. There's four miles left. I will never make it. You know why people die out in the wilderness? They die of shame. You know where shame comes from? The mind. I should never have done this. I should never have made that turn. If I wouldn't have done that, if I wouldn't take my kid camping, I, if, I, if I wouldn't have done this, if I wouldn't have done that, all of a sudden, those thought processes in your body start saying, okay, then I'll prepare you for death. That's what it does. And I'll prepare you for the bad decision you're getting ready to make. That's exactly what it does. And you start shutting down I can't believe he lasted 10 days in that state. Oh, there was a will inside of him before he died that said, I've got to hear her voice. I've got to hear his voice. Scientifically, it is proven that a man or a woman will hold on. They've already willed themselves. And immediately when they hear that, it's as if, boom. How many times has that happened? Or you've heard of that happening. They were on their deathbed for X amount of hours. And it'll be minutes. Well, they're not here yet. And all of a sudden, they come in and, and... Hours later, they've come in, and they've come in and arrived. And as they arrived, boom, all of a sudden, it was as if the closure, boom, and they pass on. They will themselves, and we have got to pull ourselves by our bootstraps and say, I am an overcomer. I have a word inside of me. I feel the Holy Ghost. I'm not giving up. I'm not giving in. It looks dire. It looks like it's off course. Uh, The trajectory, I feel like everything's caving in. But one thing I know, that greater is He that is within me, that He has never left me nor forsaken me, that His name is a strong tower. The righteous can run in and be safe. I know these things and I'm going to stand on the promises of God. I had to remind myself this week you made a promise to this church. I'd encourage David did it. Oh, Everybody's against me. God, what do I do? Okay. We're going out there and we're going to do it. We're going to take it and we're going to not only get all of our stuff back, we're going to grab some of theirs. We've got to will ourselves. Through the leading of the Spirit of God. You remember this tomorrow. 
God leads, you choose. Thank you for joining us here at the church today in Tulsa, Oklahoma. If you would like more information, please visit our website at www.churchtodaytulsa.com. And if you're ever in the Tulsa area, we would be honored to have you join us in person and see what God is doing through His church.